Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 6 The Cabin Boy's Secret by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 2 Zelly and Hector Escape. Zelly Sinclair woke up with a headache in a strange place. She sat up slowly, her eyes adjusting to the dim light. In front of her, she could make out some thin shafts of light. She stretched out her hand to feel rough wood. She moved her hands above her, then reached behind. Wood on all sides. She was in a cage. She swallowed hard. Carefully, she felt the wooden surface in front of her again. It was made of sticks cut from trees and was very primitive. The sunlight was coming through the cracks between each wooden stake. Kneeling as quietly as she could, she pressed her eye to one of the cracks. She seemed to be in a clearing, deep in the jungle. She could hear the buzzing of insects, the calls of exotic birds and the slithering of something in the undergrowth. She sat back and, for the first time, looked around her. With a jolt, she realised she was not alone. In the far corner, a boy lay on the floor. Hector, the cabin boy from Captain Jet's ship, the Golden Ram, was with her. He murmured, and his eyes slowly opened. Hector, Zelly hissed scrambling over to him as quietly as she could in the half-light of the cage. Zally? Hector said groggily. He too was clutching his head as he sat up shakily. Where are we? he asked, shaking his head. In a cage, replied Zelly bluntly. What happened? she asked. The last thing I remember was we were looking for coconuts on Ila Grande. Something hit you on the head, said Hector slowly. I saw it happen. I tried to run over to you to help, but then something must have hit me too. What are we doing here? asked Zelly. This is not Elia Grande. I don't know, Hector replied, frowning in concentration. But I woke up a while ago and saw some pirates. They didn't know I was awake. I spied on them through the cracks and I saw that they all had a tattoo on their necks. The Black Cross Gang, breathed Zelly. So, those pesky pirates have got themselves involved in evil plans again. This particular band of pirates were old enemies of Zelly and the sleuths. Aren't the Black Cross Gang the pirates who sail in the Black Vulture? asked Hector, referring to their ship. Yes, They're the House of Vendetta, said Zelly, and they're very bad news. Hector and Zelly looked at each other. There was no violence in their country Sandlandia, which was peaceful. The only violence came from the lawless pirates that roamed the seas and in Frenchtown where evil Prince Igor was trying to steal the throne. If it's the Black Cross gang who are holding us captive then the Countess and Prince Igor must be behind this. Zelly was thinking quickly now that the pain had lessened in her head. I can see why the Countess wants me, she continued thoughtfully. 
She blames me for the death of Ferenc and his wife, Festia, although it wasn't my fault. But why does the Countess want you, Hector? I don't know, he replied, and he looked genuinely puzzled. Maybe they just took me because I was with you? No, I don't think so, mused Zelly. To be honest, I've always thought there was a secret about you. Maybe I'm right. You don't look like a normal cabin boy. Captain Jet treats you very well and you can read. Well, yes he does, but then he's fair to all the crew. Though, I do sometimes feel... different. Yes, said Zelly. I know what you mean. And I know this is going to sound strange, but I've always thought that you... remind me of someone. Really? said Hector. That is a bit strange. All I know is that they dye my hair with boot polish. Sally stared at him in astonishment. I know, continued Hector, grinning. It doesn't last long, so they have to redo it all the time. When I asked about it, all Captain Jet would say is that it's so I don't stand out on the ship. Hmm, mused Sally. They're disguising you. I'm certain of it. Well, whatever the reason behind our kidnap, we need to escape, and fast. She looked appraisingly at the wooden sticks again. And luckily, I don't think this cage is too strong. I agree, said Hector, examining the stakes nearest him. I don't think they had anywhere more secure to put us. I'd say this is a temporary measure, and they only left because they thought we were both still unconscious. We need to get out before they find a more permanent prison, declared Zelly. Sophie and I rescued Pa from Count Zuto's castle once, and it was difficult. We don't want to be held prisoner in a place like Black Castle. How many pirates did you see? About six, replied Hector promptly. He wiped his face with his shirt. Is it always this hot in the jungle? he asked. His life as a cabin boy meant he was used to the cool breezes of the sea, and he had never been this far inland before. Yes, said Zelly, and it's often hotter because it's so wet and humid. Suddenly Zelly grinned. Do you remember the story of Hansel and Gretel from when you were younger? They were in a cage like this. Hector laughed. I do remember that one. While I don't think these pirates want to eat us, let's get out before they come back, just in case. The problem is we need a tool or something, said Zelly. Good job I'm a cabin boy, isn't it? declared Hector. Zelly looked at him blankly. I always have a penknife on me to deal with any tricky rigging or knots, he explained. I hide it in my shoe. Nika the navigator taught me that. Good old Nika, replied Zelly. Nika was a firm favourite of the sleuths and had helped them on many adventures, including to find the smuggler's gold. Hector removed his shoe. Keep watch, he said. I'll start at the bottom so it'll be less obvious. But before he could start, Zelly stiffened. Someone's coming. Quick, hide the knife, she whispered. Just as Hector had slid the penknife back into its hiding place, Count Zuto marched into the clearing and strode straight over to the cage. So, you're awake, he said in a sneering voice, flicking back his long, greasy black hair. He was so tall he towered over them, and his eyes were deep-set and full of malice. Let us go at once, cried Zelly, 
more bravely than she felt. You have no right to kidnap us. I'm afraid, my dear Miss Sinclair, that you are not useful to me, Zuto sneered. My wife wished for you to suffer. But it is Hector we really want. Yes, Hector. You will be very useful indeed. And he smiled nastily. Why am I so useful? demanded Hector. I'm just the cabin boy, a nobody. A nobody, repeated Zuto. Oh no, I wouldn't say you are a nobody. You, Hector, are a member of the royal house of Larsen and the heir to Frenchtown. We knew you had survived when the rest of your family were killed and Prince Igor took the throne. But we didn't realise that you had been hidden in plain sight until very recently. Zuto watched as an astonished Hector absorbed the shock of these words, his malicious smile hovering over his cruel mouth. Now we've managed to find out the cabin boy's secret. I feel sure that Prince Igor will be most pleased. Hector's eyes were wide with shock and confusion. He was royalty, the heir to Frenchtown. Impossible. However, though surprised, Zelie was not shocked. Her suspicions had been proved correct. Hector was special. We're so far up the great river that no one will find you, purred Zuto. I will leave you to think about your fate, Prince Hector. You'd better behave, or there'll be no food or water. On this threat, Zuto marched out of the clearing. Uh, hang on a minute, stuttered Hector. I'm royal, the heir to Frenchtown and part of the house of... Where did he say? The house of Larson said Zelly promptly. I knew it. You'll know it too, once the shock has worn off and you've had time to think it through. Hector shook his head in amazement. But who's he? He seems to know you. Oh yes, we go way back, said Zelly sarcastically. That is Count Zuto. He has links to the pirates and kidnapped Princess Rachenda to try to steal the throne of Sandlandia. He also tried to steal our inventions, you know, the talker listener and the solar power packs. We've tried to catch him, but never succeeded. She sighed. Oh, I hate to say this, but his wife, Countess Rosina, is much worse than him. She has magical powers. They're similar to mine, but she's gone over to the cruel side and now hates all owners of the Pirates of Flambeau. Hector looked like he was struggling to process an awful lot of information in one go. Zelly paused, a tiny frown creasing her brow. Speaking of the Pirates of Flambeau, I wonder where Anna is. Do you remember seeing her, Hector? Perhaps they left her behind. I don't think I did see her, said Hector. I'm pretty sure the Count and Countess didn't anyway. Well, we need to focus on getting out of here, said Zelly practically. Definitely, agreed Hector. Wait a minute, he said, sitting bolt upright. Listen. 
Might is right, we care for none. Pay us if you want us gone. Rise up, pirates, hear the call. Plunder, plunder, plunder all. Ha, <laughs> That is not good, said Zelly quietly. It's the Black Cross gang. We need to get out of here now. They returned to working on the cage. Soon, Hector had cut through enough branches for them to push them apart and wiggle through the gap. Zelly got through quite easily, but it was a struggle for Hector as he was bigger. However, panting, they managed it by working together and they straightened up to look around the clearing. Zelly sighed as she looked at the maze of trees and creepers that surrounded them. Sometimes I hate the jungle, she said. We need to find the river. It must be near here as it's the only way to travel easily. We definitely came in by boat because my clothes were wet, said Hector. We must have been in the bottom of it where the water gathers. Suddenly, something landed on Zelly's shoulder. With an effort, she stifled a cry of surprise. Anna, she exclaimed in delight as she saw that the visitor was her magical parrot. Most good and excellent bird, she added, ruffling her feathers and giving her a little peck on the beak. Anna chirruped softly and gave Zelly an affectionate nip. I'll never leave you, mistress, the little parrot said devotedly. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant Anna invisibility, said Zelly. And before Hector's astonished eyes, the parrot disappeared. How did you do that? It's a secret, smiled Zelly. I have magical powers and this is one of them. Anna can help us, but I can't risk her being seen. Hector nodded, awestruck. Actually, said Zelly thoughtfully, it's probably for the best if we're all invisible. And she extended the spell over herself and Hector. Their bodies started to wobble at the edges, then slowly dissolve until they had vanished. Anna, whispered Zelly, lead us to the river and keep a lookout for those idiot pirates. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 3, Lost in the Jungle. If you're loving the podcast, why not leave us a review or even donate to help us keep making new episodes? See you next time.